Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to this Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This is going to be section five. So this one has to do with the three witnesses. Can you imagine as uh, Joseph is translating and he comes across some passages that says that uh, there will be three witnesses that will uh, be uh, witnesses to the Book of Mormon to see the plates and so on? Uh, Wouldn't you, if you were Oliver Cowdery or Martin Harris, raise your hand and go, "Um, can I do that? Wouldn't that be cool? All right, let's read this. The heading to section 5, Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet at Harmony, Pennsylvania, March 1829, at the request of Martin Harris. Verse 1, Behold, I say unto you that as my servant Martin Harris has desired a witness at my hand, that you, my servant Joseph Smith, Jr., have got the plates of which you have testified and borne record that you have received of me. Uh, Elder Widsoe said, Martin Harris was the first man to witness uh, or the first of the witnesses to appear in the story of Joseph Smith. He was acquainted with the with the Smith family, and it is said employed the boy Joseph on his farm. Martin Harris was a religiously minded, prosperous farmer. He appears to have been a rather willful but honest man who wanted to be sure of everything he undertook. It was he who took the manuscript of characters from the Book of Mormon plates to Professor Anthon for verification. He was the one of the three witnesses who most dif- who had most difficulty on the occasion when the plates were shown to them. He was not easily led, but so certain was he at last of the claims of Joseph Smith that he advanced $3,000 for the publication of the Book of Mormon. In a mistaken allegiance to Joseph Smith after the martyrdom, he did not go westward with the church. In his old age, however, he sought out the church, bore to the members in the valleys of the mountains his oft-repeated testimony of the truth of Joseph Smith's claims, and died a faithful member of the church. Verse 2, Now behold, this shall you say unto him, He who spake unto you, said unto you, I the Lord am God, and have given these things unto you, my servant Joseph Smith, Jr., and have commanded you that you should stand as a witness of these things. And I have caused you that you should enter into a covenant with me, that you should not show them except to those persons to whom I commanded you, and you have no power over them, the plates, etc., except I give it unto you, or grant it unto you. And you have a And you have a gift to translate the plates, and this is the first gift that I bestowed upon you. And I have commanded you that you should pretend to no other gift until my purpose is fulfilled in this, for I will grant unto you no other gift until it is finished. Later, when Joseph Smith is sustained as president of the church, he is also sustained as prophet, seer, revelator, and translator. So also was Oliver Cowdery, and that's the only two that ever had that designation as translator. Verse 5, Verily I say unto you that woe shall come unto the inhabitants of the earth if they will not hearken unto my words. For hereafter you shall be ordained and go forth and deliver my words unto the children of men. Behold, if they will not believe my words, spiritual witness is a more powerful witness than physical evidence. They would not believe you, my servant Joseph, if it were possible that you should show them all these things which I have committed unto you. Modern history knows no book more criticized or vehemently damned by priests and clergy than the Book of Mormon. What is of interest is that there has never been a single instance in which these critics of the book have attempted to use the standard given by the Savior to discern whether it is true. Never has one of these spiritual leaders stood before their congregations or suggested to those to whom they write that they apply the simple test suggested by the book itself. 
read it, and pray about it. On the contrary, countless efforts have been made to discredit the book through the use of bad history or poor reasoning. That was by Joseph Fielding McConkie. Verse 8, O this unbelieving and stiff-necked generation, mine anger is kindled against them. Behold, verily I say unto you, I have reserved those things which I have entrusted unto you, my servant Joseph, for a wise purpose in me, and it shall be made known unto future generations. But this generation shall have my word through you. In all generations, the faith of the true saints has been a living one, which manifests itself in the saints' acceptance of the revelations of heaven as they are given for their own time and circumstances. That was by uh, Joseph Philly McConkie. We have learned that people are not converted by miracles or by examining records. If the Lord had placed the plates where the scholars could examine them, they would have scoffed at them just as much as they do today. People are converted by their hearts, being penetrated by the Spirit of the Lord, when they humbly hearken to the testimonies of the Lord's servants. The Jews witnessed the miracles of our Lord, but this did not prevent them from crying out against him and having him crucified. And that was by Joseph Fielding Smith. Verse 11, and in addition to their testimony, the testimony of three, Oliver, David, and Martin, of my servants, whom I shall call and ordain, unto whom I will give these, I will show these things. The three witnesses saw the plates and other sacred objects by the power of God. Joseph Smith did not show the plates to the three witnesses. The angel of God did that. Continuing verse 11, and they shall go forth with my words that are given through you. Yea, they shall know of a surety that these things are true, for from heaven will I declare it unto them. And I will give unto them power that they may behold and view these things as they are. And to none else will I grant this power to, to receive these or this same testimony among this generation. The experience of the three witnesses is distinct from both the experience of the eight witnesses and the reported experience of Mary Whitmer in seeing the plates. While the prophet Joseph Smith showed the eight men the plates and a messenger outside the Whitmer barn showed Mary Whitmer the plates, the three witnesses were shown the plates in vision by the power of God. In addition, they saw other sacred objects, beheld an angel, and heard the voice of God from heaven. No other witnesses have been granted such a powerful confirmation of the verity of the book. That was by Joseph Philly McConkie again. Uh, In this, the beginning of the rising up and the coming forth of my church out of the wilderness, clear as the moon and fair as the sun and terrible as an army with banners, the church is likened to a mighty army that has come to redeem the earth for its rightful king. And the testimony of three witnesses will I send forth of my word. And behold, whosoever believeth on my words... In other words, us, them will I visit with the manifestation of my spirit, and they shall be born of me, even of water and of the spirit. And you must wait yet a little while, for ye are not yet ordained. They will not have; they will have to wait to uh, two months until May May fifteenth, eighteen twenty nine, when John the Baptist appeared to give them the Aaronic priesthood, and then a, a couple of weeks later, when Peter, James, and John come to re- to restore the Melchizedek priesthood, which gives them the authority to organize the church. Verse 18, in their testimony, we are also witnesses, shall go forth unto the condemnation of this generation if they harden their hearts against them. Orson Pratt said, the Lord has promised that if I will repent, if you will repent, if the people of the United States will repent, if the people of all the nations of the earth will repent, turn unto him and obey his commandments that they should receive the Holy Ghost. Will that give us a knowledge as clear, as definite, as pointed as could be revealed by the ministration of angels? Yes, We are living then in the great and last dispensation in which God has provided a way that he might raise up scores of thousands of witnesses, a way that all might know, as Peter did, 
Peter did not get his knowledge from seeing miracles wrought. He did not obtain his knowledge because some other man had received a knowledge. The Savior blessed him and said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. The Lord had revealed this knowledge unto Peter. Consequently, Peter was constituted a witness. And so the Lord, by giving, by having given revelation from the heavens to scores of thousands of the Latter-day Saints, has made them witnesses of the divinity of this work. Verse 19, For a desolating scourge shall go forth among the inhabitants of the earth, and shall continue to be poured out from time to time, if they repent not, until the earth is empty, and the inhabitants thereof are consumed away and utterly destroyed by the brightness of my coming. Behold, I tell you these things, even as I have also told the people of the destruction of Jerusalem, and my word shall be verified at this time, as it hath hitherto been verified. Here we are told that if the inhabitants of the earth do not repent, the destruction of the wicked inhabitants of the earth by a desolating scourge in the latter days is equally as sure as the destruction that came upon Jerusalem. That was by Joseph Fielding McConkie. Those who reject the solemn testimony of these three witnesses of the testimony of others of the servants of the Lord are guilty before the Lord and according to his word shall suffer condemnation. That was by Joseph Fielding Smith. Verse 21, And now I command you, my servant Joseph, to repent and walk more uprightly before me, and to yield to the persuasions of men no more, and that you be firm in keeping the commandments wherewith I have commanded you. And if you do this, behold, I grant unto you eternal life, even if you should be slain. This is the first hint in the revelations given to Joseph Smith that a martyr's death awaited him. Verse 23, And now again I speak unto you, my servant Joseph, concerning the man that desires the witness. Behold, I say unto him, He exalts himself, and does not humble himself sufficiently before me. But if he will bow down to me, and humble himself in mighty prayer and faith, in the sincerity of his heart, then will I grant unto him a view of the things which he desires to see. And then he shall say unto the people of this generation, Behold, I have seen the things which the Lord hath shown unto Joseph Smith, Jr., and I know of a surety that they are true, for I have seen them, for they have been shown unto me by the power of God and not of man. And I, the Lord, command him, my servant Martin Harris, that he shall say no more unto them concerning these things, except he shall say, I have seen them, and they have been shown unto me by the power of God, and these are the words which he shall say. But if he deny this, he will break the covenant which he has before covenanted with me, and behold, he is condemned. And now accept the hum- except he humble himself and acknowledge unto me the things that he has done, which are wrong, and covenant with me that he will keep my commandments and exercise faith in me, Behold, I say unto him, he shall have no such views, for I will grant unto him no views of the things of which I have spoken. And if this be the case, I command you, my servant Joseph, that you shall say unto him that he shall do no more nor trouble me any more concerning this matter. Joseph is not to ask three times again if Martin is not allowed to see the sacred items like he did before verse 30 and this he sh- and this and if this be the case behold i say unto thee joseph when thou hast translated a few more pages thou shalt stop for a season even until i command thee again then thou mayest translate again and except thou do this behold thou shalt have no more gift and i will take away the things which i have entrusted with thee and now because i foresee the lying in wait to destroy thee yea i foresee that if my servant martin harris humbleth him not himself and receive a witness from my hand that he will fall into transgression. And there are many that lie in wait to destroy thee from off the face of the earth, and for this cause, that thy days may be prolonged, I have given unto thee these commandments. For 
Yea, for this cause I have said, Stop and stand still until I command thee, and I will provide means whereby thou mayest accomplish the thing which I have commanded thee. Remember, he needs to wait now for uh, Oliver Cowdery to show up to help uh, with the translation. Uh, Verse 34, And if thou art faithful in keeping my commandments, thou shalt be lifted up at the last day. Amen. Erastus Snow said, We are called upon by the revelations that are given to us and by the living oracles to be saints of God and heirs of celestial glory. Are we heirs to celestial glory? I understand that every son and daughter of Adam who hear the sound of the everlasting gospel when it is proclaimed by a servant of God having authority and who yield obedience to that gospel and who retain the Holy Spirit and offer themselves in humility as candidates and receive baptism for the remission of sins, such persons become candidates for celestial honors, for that inheritance which is eternal and fadeth not away, and eventually become prepared to enter into the glory and presence of the Father and the Son. This is the promise to the saints if they continue faithful and in all things abide the law of the Lord and keep sacred and holy the covenants made in baptism. I bear testimony that these things are true and uh, say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Bye. See you next time.